Welcome to Kids Village, the podcast. I'm Sam, co-founder of Kids Village and host of this podcast. We're building the UK's first beautiful countryside holiday village for children with critical illness and their families. At Kids Village, children and their families will be reminded that they can do anything, be anyone and have whatever fills their heart with happiness. This podcast follows our journey to building and opening the first Kids Village. On this episode, I'm talking to Emily and Alita from Children with Cancer UK. Children with Cancer are a Kids Village best friend charity and how Kids Village works is that families will be referred to us um, by our Kids Village best friend charities in order to have a break with us. This is because we don't think that we should decide who gets to have a break with us from behind a desk and it should be charities and people that are working with families on a much closer basis. So you can see all of the Kids Village best friend charities on our website kidsvillage.org.uk. So hi guys, hi Emily and Alita, welcome. How are you both? Yeah, really good, thank you. Thanks for inviting us to join you today. Thank you. No yeah, we're brilliant. Um, from home, but yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we've all just been talking about the joys of home working and the boring lunches and I think everybody's <laughs> just a bit excited excited to get back, hopefully. Um, at some point soonish. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, do you guys want to start by telling me and telling everyone um, a little bit more about what Children with Cancer UK does? Yes, of course. So, Children with Cancer UK is the leading national children's charity dedicated to the fight against all childhood cancers. We have three key areas that we fund. Um, first, being vital specialist research into childhood cancers so that we can ultimately um, increase the childhood survival rate um, for children that have suffered with cancer. We have welfare projects that we fund, um, including free accommodation close to hospitals. Um, We also host a variety of events. They were physical events in person, but obviously due to COVID-19, we've had to take these online um, and we've had a range of virtual events um, throughout the, the pandemic, just to give the families a bit of respite. Um, and finally, another key area that we we, um, we fund is raising awareness into childhood cancers. So we do all of this so that we can get towards our vision of a world where no child will die of cancer. I love that vision. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's a real um, driving force. And it's really interesting hearing you talk about um, COVID-19 and how you guys have adapted, because um, it must be must be weird like you said, events and supporting those families physically was such a big part of what you do. So how have you like, how have you translated it? So um, basically, what as a charity, we have a lot of fundraising. And obviously, we have found that hard. Um, the physical events that we normally put on have been cancelled. And we obviously have seen a significant reduction in income. We're so especially heavily reliant on events like the London Marathon. We've hit goals such as three million in the past. And, you know, we've still managed to support people. And obviously we had the virtual London Marathon, but it didn't raise nearly as much. Um, But we've still managed to fund a really exciting amount of research projects. And only just today we had um, a breakthrough through some brain tumour research from one of our researchers. And it's little things like that that really keep us going because it's all these small breakthroughs that will make a real difference. Um, And obviously once we've kind of instigated this research, hopefully it's just gonna result in kind of less toxic treatments in the future. Um, And the more grant rounds we can do, um, the more we can kind of help to our future where no child dies of cancer. Um, And obviously, like we said, we've previously managed some um, 
in-person parties, but we've recently taken this virtual. The amount of attendance has literally doubled. I think our first party was around 30 to 40, and we've had 80 for this one. Um, and it just kind of shows that people have been a lot more accepting as time's gone on and how these parties are going. And I think they're kind of realising how much you can actually do on an online platform, which is lovely. Yeah, definitely, because actually... The sad thing is that these children and families are still going through this. Like, COVID-19 is kind of just compounding it and making it maybe maybe harder in lots of ways. Um, but it's great that you guys are still finding ways to support those families. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, some of the things that came out around April and July, like April, May time, especially talking to families, is that this hasn't actually been a massive thing for them because a lot of these families are isolated anyway and they're kind of um, they find that actually they've been told to stay at home but actually in a normal year if their child's got a low immune system they're told to stay at home or they're told to stay in the hospital so for them it's just been a little bit more extreme where they can't see their family whereas now it's kind of given people like you me and Emily like we now realize that potentially this is what they are going through and it kind of gives you a little bit more understanding of actually what these families are put through and it's just been more extreme for them this year. So you obviously just feel like you feel even more compassion to that situation, really. What do you want to talk a little bit more about what your specific roles are within children with cancer? Yeah, yeah, I'd love to, Emily. Um, I'm the head of events, community and sports fundraising at Children with Cancer UK. Um, so I lead those fundraising streams, um, which can include anything from our annual gala ball to the London Marathon to someone head, you know, shaving off their hair um, to schools doing um, different fundraising activities for us. So it's like a huge variety of different fundraising that that that, that sits under under my department. Um, but our job really in 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 my team is to make sure that. All of these amazing, you know, fundraisers and supporters get the best experience possible um, to ensure that we can raise as much money as possible for Children with Cancer UK. And then from like my perspective, so um, Emily's my head of um, and in a normal year, the events team will be running uh, the major annual ball that we have in November. Unfortunately, that's been postponed again this year just because um, we still saw there was some sort of risk. We also have our Opera Zion event, which thankfully is a smaller event. Um, and we've got that taking place in September this year, um, postponed from June. Um, and then obviously the welfare event. So um, normally we had eight events planned last year in person. Um, previously that was six and then um, for 2017, 2018, it was only two. So we've really, really built on that, um, which is why we've taken them all virtual. Um, but also this year we're looking at potentially other fundraising ideas. We didn't actually manage to do anything virtual fundraising wise. So I'm working closely with Emily and thinking about how we can potentially build on that for this year. Because we've seen other charities have done that really well. And if it's not that we're holding our big fundraising events, then what else can we do? Um, and things like carol concerts, we're also looking at doing one of those in December. So it's all quite exciting oh nice so you just find you you guys are just finding ways to make it work which is kind of what we've got to do isn't it like um in this yeah. scenario and that's so great to hear that those families and that research and all these things are still going on yeah um even during like a mad mad year um so that's really lovely and what you guys obviously work 
um, a bit with the families in those sort of welfare um, events and um, those things that you do. What have you gained insight wise from what it's like for them? Um, And do you have any personal experiences that help you sort of decide how to support them? Yeah, so we have um, lots of feedback um, from families that attend our events and and support us. Um, You know, we have a lot of feedback about how their child's diagnosis can affect them. Um, As Alita mentioned earlier, like they're having to isolate and shield and you have very low social interaction in a normal year, but probably even more at the moment with with the pandemic going on. So we've put on different virtual events um, this year to make sure that families can feel close to other people and be able to, you know, bring some happiness and smiles to their faces um, and be able to interact with like, you know, families that are similar or going through a situation um, to what they are. And as I say, we've had some amazing feedback and, um, it'd be great if I could share one of them with you. Yeah, you know, yeah. A, a quote that we got from one of somebody who attended. Um, so one parent that attended one of our events said, being able to be normal, um, to not have to explain why your child has no hair, why their eating habits are bizarre, why they tire so easily, makes a far less stressful day. I think that just sums it up perfectly. Personally, as well, and like Emily knows this, like I came onto the um, charity because my cousin had cancer when he was four. So I've kind of like everything that I had with him, I was quite young. I think I was like 15 when he got diagnosed. And even as like a young teenager, to see your baby cousin going through things like that, it kind of makes you think how you can make it better for them. And I know my aunt really struggled because he, in particular, like, at his school he got picked on because he had no hair because he was going for treatment and they actually it's had to awful do a whole that that it's awful. children are brutal sometimes aren't they, they are brutal but they don't understand do they and that's why it's so important i mean i've seen quite a lot of big authors recently bringing out stories of like why this child has no hair and it's more like a bedtime story but it's just trying to be more accepting isn't it and like david williams brought out the boy in a dress book it's making children understand that it's okay in a positive way, um, which unfortunately weren't around 10 years ago, but we're making leaps and leaps and bounds. And, you know, um, Harry personally, he's now 14. He still has side effects, but he's doing great. Um, And also like Emily would basically say the same, that we've grown up with a lot of these families where they come into us and they talk to us first diagnosed. And we've actually seen them go through their cancer journey and out the other side where a lot of the time we've got staff at the end of treatment bell either say like taking pictures or recordings and we get heavily invested in them and their journey and they like we kind of become a big family and it's lovely that is lovely and that is such a big reason why we wanted that you guys to be part of kids village because you do develop those relationships with the families and you can understand them and you can see the families that need it or are in a um, physical position with their treatment and with their health that they would be able to come to Kids Village and um, enjoy the time there so that is that is really um, important for us and the other thing I wanted to ask was about you know you're putting on the welfare activities which have sort of got a similar purpose as Kids Village and once we open we'll be able to offer that as a um, 
facility for your families why is it important for children to have those sort of activities or days out or parties what what does that bring them so kind of like what Emily said at the beginning um it's really important that these families have respite like going through what they do in hospital with their treatment plan and it's not even just their treatment plan but you'll know after you've finished treatment these children can have 60 70 hospital appointments easily um and I think it just gives them a chance to be that normal family yeah, and normal everyone says that it's funny normal it? having a positive outlook and some of these families as well you know they can be negatively financially impacted yes. um I for instance know a family who had to come down from Nottingham to London because they needed the specialist care and if they can't get the grants which we do offer as well through you know external funding but if they haven't come through us or they have got the grants and it's not enough they might not be able to actually afford to take their child somewhere um so we really think it's important that like the idea of the kids village is brilliant because it's a, providing that supportive environment with people like you who understand what they're going through um but also you've said things about making the cabins potentially fully accessible and also equipped um for certain ones obviously you, you might not want in all of them but that sort of support is something you won't get elsewhere and it's a lot of the problems that these families can have especially straight after treatment if they've got a hip line if they've got you know a child who is in a wheelchair they need to be able to make things accessible and not everywhere can um so we really love the idea of you guys you're kind of that middle ground where if these families aren't comfortable enough to head like butlins or center parks yet they can come to you guys they can see how it goes for a three days to a week stint however long they stay and hopefully that's just a really nice pleasant experience for them to try and like move forward and meet other people in a similar situation definitely and yeah we i think um we haven't fully finalized the specific lodges at this point but i think it will be 50 50 um 50 will be completely accessible to anybody and the other 50 might be less they might be a little bit more of a sort of traditional um, setup, but all of our all of our lodges will feel special and magical and not um, like the hospital. So all of those aids and those um, harnesses and things that they need um, will be portable and they'll be able to be brought in. And each of their experiences as a family will be unique, and we'll look after them whatever they need, and we'll sort it all so they don't have to worry when they arrive oh, are we going to be able to do that? Can we do this? I don't understand that. Or I'm worried about that. I'm, I'm hoping that all of that will just disappear. They arrive, everything's taken care of them, taken care for them, and they'll have an amazing time. Again, with people that aren't going to judge them for having no hair or being in a wheelchair or having a feeding tube or whatever it is. Um, it's that sort of whole experience that I'm really, really passionate about. <laughs> And then I just wanted to ask, because I ask everybody, do you have any mad, fun ideas that you would like to add into the idea part of what Kids Village will be? I've had all sorts. I've had, I mean, when I ask children, they want slides, they want dens. Um, I think somebody wanted a donut wall when they arrive or something That's like that. That's a great idea. <laughs> what do you, what, have you got any ideas? Yeah, we had a little think about some ideas as well. Uh, Fab. We think just the kid village, just to, you know, firstly, even that itself sounds amazing. 
um and we're so happy to be one of your one of your best friends so that's really thank cool. you thank you so much <laughs> no um, problem but yeah but a few ideas that we had were you know could we do some different activities around bike riding or archery or animal experiences um bring the dogs in or exotic yes, puppies things like yeah. that yeah exactly um or if there's any you know local attractions you know doing day trips out there anything just to make these children you know feel special really and as Alita touched on you know these families are who can be you know financially impacted so I think anything can um you know put a smile on their face really and make them have feel normal and have an amazing trip definitely that normal world comes up all the time yeah. so I I think that is really important that they just feel like any other family on holiday but they're just being treated ex it's almost like amazing customer service um but for free which is just lovely and I think we'll have things like um you know I haven't decided what this will be yet but like a free chocolate room where you could just go in and take the chocolate and Easter every week and Christmas every week and pancake day every Tuesday I don't know all the things that everybody gets excited about um we'll just chuck it all in (laughs) that's like a dream (laughs) and also like some people do miss these like we they do you're right moaning about missing a christmas and missing a easter but actually some of these families are in hospital for a long time birthdays they miss christmas so that's such a lovely idea if you put like special requests and it was like sam who missed christmas last year and he wants to meet father christmas like making it christmas for him little things like that and you know how so many people have had their birthdays postponed well they probably have too. And having a birthday party or a birthday experience, even just slightly later, is just yeah. like special for them, isn't it? So Definitely. And special and magic, those words are, I, I must use them every day when I'm talking about Kids Village. That's just what epitomises what I want to do. Well, thank you so much for talking to me, guys. It's so lovely to see you again, even if it's virtually, and talk a little bit more about how this will um how this will happen with kids village and i can't wait to the first day that one of your families gets to come and um, we get to take them through the experience perfect thank you so much sam it's lovely to talk to you thank you thank you very much and we'll speak to you soon